It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, it's Derek Henry night. How are you? Absolutely, and always good to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, so much fun, so much fun. And like I said on Twitter, and we don't know if you're going to make the playoffs or not, but we'll always have tonight. Uh, the Titans officially eliminated the Jaguars from the playoffs, so nice to go ahead and just crush their dream. I mean, it was over anyway, but to officially end it, such a good thing. So much to talk about from this game. We're going to get into all of it here in just a second. Before we do that, remind you that we write for MediaCityMiracles.com, where we cover the Titans for SB Nation. You can check us out there. You can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at MCM. Terry's at T. Lambert FB. You can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search out Locked On Titans. Subscribe to the show. You'll get the newest episodes as soon as they are available. So the Titans are, you know, in must-win territory for the rest of the year if they want to make the playoffs. Uh, they got off to a good start with that 30-9 win at home tonight over the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's four in a row uh, for the Titans over the Jaguars. Swept the Z Series, obviously, the last two years. Um, you know, just so much fun. And, uh, you know, we've obviously had our issues with Eric Henry here. We've, we've talked a lot about him. Um, but, you know, <laughs> if there's one team that he's good against, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we talked last night or yesterday afternoon about how this had the chance to be a Derrick Henry game because the Titans are probably going to want to, you know, kind of play an ugly game, slug it out. Didn't end up going exactly that way. Uh, Derrick Henry, you know, rips off a 99-yard touchdown run after the Titans had gotten the goal line stand, after the Titans had had a, a really nice first drive on offense. So, you know, we were, I guess, kind of right in that it was going to be that. But, um, I, I mean, just a, a total dismantling. The Jaguars quit. Talked about how that could be a, a, a possibility if the Titans were to get up in this game because the, Jackson, the, the Jaguars didn't, didn't really have anything left to play for. So, Titans came out and did what they needed to do tonight. And, again, that sounds like something that, that might be simple, but we've seen a lot of times where this team has had opportunities against teams like this and haven't been able to do what they were able to do tonight. Yeah, what kind of struck me uh, was the, how Derrick Henry ran, the, the attitude he ran with. He seemed angry. Uh, that's what we've been waiting for. You know, I, I don't know why it, it or, or what it took to get him to this point. Uh, but the Titans need to do it every single weekend <laughs> from here on out because, uh, I mean, that looked like a different guy. Uh, you know, I've always said, you know, once you get Derrick Henry out in space, he's a different runner, uh, different guy, dynamic guy. You know, I saw a tweet, and it, it said that Derrick Henry was the fastest ball, ca- ball carrier in, in the NFL this year on, on that run he had where he ran around Jalen Ramsey. Uh, so that's just that's staggering, you know. When you consider he's six foot three, two hundred fifty pounds, and he's the fastest dude with the ball in his hands in the NFL, that, that's just wild. Uh, you know, Deion Lewis got ten touches, ten carries in this game, ran for thirteen yards. Uh, Derrick Henry got seventeen and ran for two thirty eight. So clearly, uh, Derrick Henry's the hot hand right now. Uh, you know, we talked about how he might be better for this offense because he's just kind of taking what he's being given. Uh, well, he, he took what he was given tonight and then some. Uh, the Titans just sell, sealed the edge. Uh, Henry kept bouncing and finding lanes to run through. So really good to see, really happy for him. Uh, he, he just about made up for his lack of yardage tonight alone. Yeah, and I honestly think that with the Patriots game, I'm trying to think to remember now, I think it was where 
They gave Fluellen carries early in that game. Yes. That, yeah, it was yeah. that game, and, and Fluellen ended up getting hurt. And, you know, there had been the talk about, you know, Derrick Henry had stood his locker for, you know, a, a couple weeks or three out of four weeks or something like that and said, I've got to do better. I've got to run downhill. And we talked here about it. I'm just sick of hearing that. Um, we heard it last year. And then, you know, he would do better for a week and then kind of go back to the same deal. I, mean, I really think it took that. It took them getting David Fluell and carries early in a game to where Derrick Henry was like, you know what, they, they're going to replace me. Like, they're going to phase me out of this offense. And ever since that game, he has he's looked like a different guy. And when they've given the ball, like you said, he squared his shoulders, he's run down, he's gotten behind his pads. I mean, I mean, dude's got so much, you know, power and momentum. And like you said, I mean, he's just, he's just an absolute freak. To talk about the fastest, you know, touchdown run, all that kind of stuff. Uh, at that size, it's just crazy. But I, I really think ever since that that point where they actually, you know, instead of talking about not having him involved, they actually were, you know, moving towards that. He, he's like a different guy. And, you know, Matt LaFleur said last week that, you know, the way that Derrick Henry had been running, he had earned more carries. And, of course, I mean, that's absolutely true. See what he's able to do tonight. Um, crazy that he, you know, he, he always does this against the Jaguars or at least has, has had some of his biggest games against the Jaguars. Uh, we talked last night about, you know, the, the week, I guess, 17 game last year. Was it, you know, his rushing numbers weren't good, but he had the six-yard uh, screen pass and went for a touchdown on that one. So, uh, you know, again, if they can get him going, if they can do things to, you know, already have him kind of moving downhill when he gets the ball, um, you, you see what he's able to do there. So, uh, you know, they need everybody, right? And you talked about Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis is really – this this – team is so weird i mean think about I, I don't know exactly how long ago it was now but there was a point in the season where we were talking about they needed to only give the ball to Deion lewis and not give it to derrick henry because derrick henry was was completely ineffective and Deion lewis was, was was being pretty effective it's completely flipped now uh Deion lewis looks like i mean he just he looks lost out there he's trying to dance and cut and bounce everything and not just you know Run it downhill and all that stuff, and so they've they've kind of gone into a role reversal here. It'd be kind of nice if we could get them both playing well at the same time. Uh, you know, we're at week you know thirteen, wherever wherever we are. So I'm not sure that's going to happen this year. But now, you know, you're going to have to you're going to start having an interesting conversation about what they're going to do with this backfield going forward. Um, if, if they found a way where Derrick Henry can be effective, maybe. I mean, I still think you need another running back, but maybe you don't have to address it as early as you thought you might if you think you can count on Henry going forward. And again, look, our, our, our deal with him the whole time has been he just he doesn't run hard. And now that he's doing that, I mean, he still has his deficiencies. It still takes him, you know, too long sometimes to get up to full speed when he has to cut and that kind of stuff. But he showed tonight what he's capable of. Now, obviously, you're not going to expect something like this every week, but it, it just gives you a little bit of hope of, what he can be going forward. Yeah, I think you touched on it a little bit there. Don't expect this every week. Um, you know, it's about running back being in need already. Uh, it's, it's a little early to talk about that. But I think going into this one, it's pretty clear. Now, he's got to prove it over these next three games. He, he can't go out and go 17 carries for 38 yards next week, um, it, which, you know, it has been the norm. This what we saw tonight has not been the norm. So I don't want expectations to, to get out of whack here uh, with this run game and with Derrick Henry. So I need to see more. Uh, I think he's absolutely earned the right to be the featured back. 
uh, at least on, on first and second down, running downs. Uh, Deion Lewis is still the passing down back. He's still effective in that role, and that's fine. You know, that, that's that's what he was brought in to be. Um, so now with Derrick Henry emerging, maybe just maybe you can have that one-two punch that, that we talked about all summer long. So really happy for Derrick. Just need to see it. Just need to see him string a couple weeks together. Yeah, and just one more thing on it. Uh, since the bye week, so a- after the London game, before before the London game, he had one game uh, where he averaged over 3.3 yards per carry. Since the bye, he's gone 4.5, 5.3, 5.1, 3.8, 4.8, 14 yards per carry. So, I mean, he has been effective running the ball since the bye week, and I, I mean, I think they lit a fire under him. So good for him, like you said, um, and you know, hopefully that's something they can build on going forward. All right, coming up, we'll talk a little bit more about the rest of the offense, and then we'll talk about the defense in the last segment. Before we do that, we're going to talk about Action Heat. Uh, if you're the game tonight, it was cold. Uh, you, you could have benefited from having some gear from Action Heat. Uh, so much cool stuff they've got going on there. They've got anything that you want when about heated uh, clothing. They have heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and long johns. You can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat. The cool thing about it is they've got you know, the 5-volt lithium-ion battery. lasts up to 12 hours. You can recharge your phone and, or other gadgets while you're wearing them. Um, so if you're going to a game, if you're going hunting, whatever it is, you need to get Action Heat. They make men and women's gear. So whoever you are, whatever it is that you're doing, if you're going to be outside, you need this. Make winter activities more enjoyable. With a glass of warmth, Action Heat is the perfect solution to keep you toasty and warm, even in the most frigid winter weather. We've got a special deal for our listeners to save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on at checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, but I just want to throw a couple nuggets out on Allen, and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted, and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging, with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws, but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. So the offense didn't, you know, you have to do a whole lot else. I mean, when, you, when you've got a guy averaging 14 yards a carry, when you have, um, you know, like 17 carries, 238 yards, you get a 99-yard touchdown run. Um, we saw, I mean, kind of reverse of what happened in the Monday night game against the Texans. Uh, you know, where the Texans get a goal on stop and then hand the ball to Lamar Miller. He goes 97 yards. It was the, you know, pretty much the exact reversal of that. The Titans defense got a goal on stop. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. And then next play, hand the ball to Derrick Henry, nine yards. Just completely changed the game there. Um, But, you know, everything else was kind of meh 
from an offensive from an offensive perspective. Now you expect that playing against that Jaguars defensively. Um, a couple of things that you know are are kind of issues that could be concerning going forward. Taewon Taylor cannot find the football down the field. I don't understand it. Um, he did you know good, and, and, and there are certain passes almost like where, where he has to if he, if it's a little bit under and stop and catch it. But he had the ball tonight where he kind of fought back. I mean, made a nice nice play to come back to the ball, and the ball just hits him in the face mask. Don't understand it. Um, Corey Davis was not able to catch what probably should have been a touchdown pass at the end of the game. Again, it didn't matter tonight, um, obviously, with, with the way the game went. Mark's doing an interception on a rollout where he had Tajay Sharp and just threw it high, which is generally when Marcus misses, that's where he misses. That's kind of what gets him into trouble. So the passing game was, you know, not really there tonight. They didn't need it, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But um, would would be nice to see some of those things kind of, you know, gelling. So some issues that we've seen throughout the season, we kind of saw tonight. Again, we're not going to dwell on those and, and shouldn't probably spend too much time talking about them. But just some things that I noted other than, you know, the, the Derrick Henry party. Yeah, and with Taylor, there was some good, too. I think we need yeah. to highlight that. I think he works the intermediate part of the field well, uh, which is something we really haven't seen him do. Uh, you know, when he's had success, it's been via the deep ball, uh, burning somebody with his speed. He he ran some, some middle routes today, and Marcus hit him, and that's good to see, you know, because we really hadn't seen that out of those two. Uh, he ran an out route and beat Jalen Ramsey. Uh, ran down the sidelines on a go route uh, and, and beat J- Jalen Ramsey too. Obviously, like Jimmy said, couldn't bring the ball in, but still good to see him get separation against one of the league's best cornerbacks. So that that's really good for me to see. Um, yeah, Corey Davis, that that last throw to Davis, that was weird. He, he like alligator armed it going up for it. I, I don't think he got to full extension. I'm, I'm not sure what happened there. Again, it didn't matter, but. You know, it's the Jaguars. You'd love to see just one more time there. Um, so, anyways, whatever. It's stuff you're going to need down the road. It, it's more inconsistencies in this offense. Um, but, yeah, I'd like to see Taylor come up with that ball. I'd like to see Corey Davis come up with that ball. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to monitor Johnny Smith. He left, uh, I believe, in the second quarter. Uh, Anthony Ferkster obviously seems pretty capable. Um, you know, 14 for 14, catching his targets so far. But, uh, Johnny Smith, as we've seen, is a guy that can kind of uh, use his athletic ability to to get behind the, the secondary and, and make a play with his feet. Yeah, sucks for Johnny, man, because he's really been coming on the last few weeks, and so you hate to see that momentum that he's kind of gained go away if it is a serious injury. It looked bad, you know. It's kind of a deal where they helped him right off of the locker room, so um, not, we don't know anything other than it's a knee injury at this point, but. Um, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully it's not that serious, but I don't know. It just it didn't it didn't look good in real time. Uh, yeah, to your Taylor Taylor point, I think it, it's important that he's able to develop some of the stuff that he did tonight because was it Buster Screen that came out you know after the game uh, on Sunday and said it was one of the Jets cornerbacks that Screen Screen whatever his name is that said you know well that guy's a one trick pony all he does is go and catch the ball which I thought was a pretty dumb criticism <laughs> because like well if you know that then why are you letting him get up the top but anyway. Um, if if Taewon can do more of the stuff he was able to do tonight, it 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 changes the way teams are going to defend him, and then they're not going to just play off and think that he's going to go deep time. If you have to respect the underneath stuff, you know, again, just makes him more of a complete receiver and, and makes him you know the have, have the ability to be a little bit more dynamic. But six for fifty nine in this game, 
Uh, I'm assuming six catches in a game is a career high for him. I don't know that for sure, but it seems like it would be. Um, so, yeah, you're right. Some good things there that, that we should talk about. Um, and, and, listen, other than the, the interception that, that Marcus threw, I mean, I, I thought he was he was pretty good, um, you know, at, at taking what was there, had the had the one pretty nice run uh, where he, he hurdled A.J. Bouye. I mean, it's just like this. this is so much fun. You know, we've we've lived off of the uh, the Barry Church stiff arm for however for almost a year now, and that the the victory run where he's just out there like stiff arming and shoving people, and then one on one play like he uh, at one point I can't remember who it was, but like he like stiff armed a guy and they kind of waited for him to come back and then just like threw him off of it. So it's just so much fun to have this to, to show to Jaguars fans when they run their mouths. <laughs> you can just put that on Twitter and you don't have to say anything else. So um, I'm just I'm, I'm glad we got that again, but uh, you know I, they obviously did a good job, uh, you know, calling the right plays, getting Derrick Henry in space, uh, able to do some of that stuff. The offensive line was better, obviously tonight. Uh, they came back out with the original five. You know, we wondered if they would stick with what they did in the second half against the Jets, with uh, you know Levin playing center and Ben Jones playing guard. They didn't came back out with with the five that they had all year. Now at the end of the game. Uh, Jack Conklin was out with a knee injury, and so you had uh, Dennis Kelly playing right tackle after the series before that. Kelly had come in for Taylor Lewan after he had gotten hurt. So we'll keep an eye on that. The, the good thing here is that any of these, you know, type injuries, bumps and bruises or whatever, the Titans now have a long week after coming off of, uh, off of a short week. Uh, they'll have a little bit of extra time to get healthy for that kind of stuff. So anything that's not too serious – um, you would expect to get some guys back. You might get, you know, Shake and Full Ellen back uh, for the Giants game. You know, guys that have been out for a couple of weeks now. So, um, some some good things from the offense, like you said. If if John is out, then they're going to have to rely a little bit more on Anthony Ferkser in the in the receiving game, which doesn't look like a problem. Um, and then you've got Luke Stocker giving that that blocking ten. But um, yeah, I, I, overall. I mean, obviously, you're thrilled with what Derrick Henry was able to do, but I mean, I, you know, there there were some some concerns with the offense. Otherwise, but overall, just a really good performance, especially considering how good this defense is. Now, I mean, I think they quit a little bit at the end, but they were out there playing in the first half, and the Titans were able to you know take care of the ball. The first drive was really really good. I mean, they came out, ran a little bit of tempo, um, you, you know, mixed some things up, kind of what we talked about last night, hoping that they would do, kind of getting the defense on heels, and I think that was really big. Then you get to go on stand, then you get the other score, and it was just kind of a route from there. So, um, you know, it's, it's some good things from the offense, and hopefully they can build on that going forward. Uh, this is the toughest defense they're going to face. I mean, they down the stretch, they've got the Giants, the Redskins, and the Colts. Uh, none of those defenses, you know, match up to the to talent-wise, at least, where the Jaguars are. Yeah, and again, you know, just to keep it simple here, just beating this group feels really good. You know, they're just one of the most hateable groups out there and to put them away in the fourth quarter like they did 30 to 9 uh you know you're up at one point 32 um and, and you've got Jalen Ramsey out here flexing because he he ran Derrick Henry out of bounds I, I just <laughs> could they make more of a fool of themselves tonight no. I mean it was it was really embarrassing you had Jalen Ramsey you know flopping acting like Taylor Lewan just decked him across the face. So uh, just to beat them, who really have become, uh, in my opinion, you know, our number one rivals there, to beat them again, it's going to be a 1,000 days now since, since the Jaguars have beat the Titans by the time next year rolls around. Just feels really good. You know, playoffs and, and all of this aside, 
to, to be that particular group just is a whole lot of fun right now. Yeah, it's it's the best, and, and Jalen Ramsey is the worst player in the NFL. I mean, not <laughs> obviously talent wise, but just personality wise, he's the worst. And so it's yeah. always good to to beat him. So, all right, coming up, we'll finish up talking about what the defense will do in this game. The defense is really good again. Um, you know, they got put in a bad spot after the the Mario Mario to interception. Uh, they got put in a tough spot after, you know, they get a stop and then Cam Batson decides to kick the ball and then pick it up and then run in the end zone, run out of the end zone, run back in the end zone and get tackled, um, promptly, you know, uh, Dory Jackson's back there returning punts again. So, um, but the defense held strong on that. They gave up the third quarter touchdown, but at that point the game was already hand. So, um, you know, they, they were able to hold up. And listen, you know, that, that's not an all-world offense that you're facing by any means. I mean, Cody Kessler is not a, a guy that, that's, a, that's by any means going to be a franchise NFL quarterback. But they, they've got a team that has a, a good rushing attack, uh, you know, in, in theory, in Leonard Fournette and all that. And they were able to really shut them down and, you know, not let anything get going. Uh, huge, you know, the, the Jaguars had the ball first thing. Uh, you know, and the, the Titans held him out of the end zone on that. Rashawn Evans comes up with, with the big stop on fourth down to keep him out there. And Rashawn Evans played good again tonight. Um, and we talked about this a little bit last week, but he's a guy that, you know, for, for being a first-round pick, it, it's amazing how much we haven't talked to him. Um, and I think, you know, it's a couple of reasons. He missed camp and all that stuff, so he's a little bit, a little bit slower coming on uh, than we maybe thought he would be. And there's just been so many other things, so many other issues with this team. And he's not a guy that we've spent a whole time talking about, but I thought he played really well again tonight. Um, I'd be interested to see how many snaps he played. It seems like that's kind of trending up. Um, and, and, you know, again, thinking that he'll he'll take over in that Wesley Woodyard role at, at some point next season. But um, good to see that, uh, you know, because he's a guy that I mean, anytime you, you take a guy in the first round, you're counting on him being a star, and he seems like he's trending in that direction. I think a couple of things were masks. To tonight, I think the Titans probably looked a lot better than they were. Um, the Jaguars' offensive line, you know, we talked a lot about the Titans' offensive line being bad. They don't hold a candle to the Jaguars. Uh, it's really bad over there. You know, they're starting Eric Flowers um, at left tackle. He just got abused all night. So, um, still, Dean Pease has a lot tonight. And, and you know, that that's how he's been successful but you're still not getting pushed with, with the four-man rush. That's a problem. If you have to blitz every time, that, that's a problem. Uh, that puts a lot of stress on your secondary, which has struggled at times. Uh, they were pretty good tonight. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm just worried uh, about that still. I, I don't feel any better about it just being who the Jaguars are and who Cody Kessler is. Uh, Kessler, to his to his credit, you know, he played pretty good. He, he delivered some, some pretty good balls down the field that his receivers honestly – just didn't make plays on him for so um, run defense was really good. That was the most surprising thing for me. They bottled up Leonard Fournette um, again, though that all line isn't very good, but they rose to the occasion. Uh, you knew what the Jaguars were going to try to do. Game flow kind of stole the game script from from Jacksonville's play callers there a little bit, but uh, yeah, they got after Cody Kessler. Um, but, you know, I just don't feel very good about this pass rush. Well, yeah, to your point, I mean, you know, Logan Ryan has a sack in this game. Now, Drell Casey did have a sack and a half, so good to see him because he's a guy that seemed had been seemingly pretty quiet for the last few weeks. 
Street Finch got the other half sack credit on the one where he forced the fumble and recovered it. Um, you, Brian Ragpo was, was dinged up at one point in this game. He went to the locker room late. So, uh, again, we'll keep an eye on that. But, I mean, I, I'm ready to see more of Finch and Landry and Correa and the group anyway um, than, you know, Ragpo and Morgan, who both seem to play fine tonight. Um, but yeah, the, the pass rush is still an issue that they can't, they can't create much of a rush without sending extra people. And that that's going to be a concern. And, and you get an interesting, interesting test, you know, in, in 10 days here, whatever it is coming up against the giants, because the team that doesn't have a very good offensive line, but you know, a lot more weapons than what this Jaguars team has. So, um, they'll have to be ready in that one. They'll be able to get some pressure in that one because I don't know who in the secondary is going to cover Odell Beckham for, I mean, no, there's nobody in the NFL that can cover Odell Beckham for very long. So um, you, you've got a pretty big test coming up there. Um, they they picked on Malcolm Butler a little bit tonight. Uh, you know he, he held up pretty well. Uh, gave up the one long play, but I mean he was right there. Uh, you know, got his good good play to catch the ball. So uh, I think he's continuing to at least play better than he did early in the year. So that's good. Um, but yeah, I mean I do think the lack of a pass rush is, is a little bit concerning. Uh, they were able to pressure Kessler, tonight, like you said, it was by sending extra guys, and that's kind of been the thing they've been doing all year. Now, uh, you know, I think I think they'll be okay with that against Eli. They'll be okay against against that or with that against you know Mark Sanchez or whoever it is that, that the Redskins are going to be running out there. But then you got Andrew Luck pop in Week 17, um, so that, that's you know at that point you you need to be able to do a little bit something different. We saw how that played out in the first meeting. But, you know, again, just a, a solid night from the defense. Like you said, it's, it's, it's a little bit hard to, to take much away when you're, you know, facing a, a Cody Kessler-led team. But for tonight, they did what they were called on to do, held up. You didn't didn't give up anything really early. And then even the, the late touchdown was, was just kind of, you know, that, at that point the game's over. So, I don't know. I mean, listen, this is still, uh, you know, they, they still need help, the Titans do, to get in the playoffs. Um, they're, they're still going to need, I, I mean, I think when you look at it, they're going to have to be the only 10 and six team if they're going to get in because they've, um, at the point, you know, they're all their losses are against, are against AFC teams. And so, you know, right now I think the Ravens are, are the one, the team that's ahead of them at, um, the, the seven and five. And so obviously they, if they end in a tie with the Ravens, the Ravens will get that tiebreaker since the Titans lost to them. So if you're looking forward to that, if you're looking forward to that, if you're projecting, you know that stuff down the road, I think they need to be the only ten and six team. We need the they need the Chiefs to beat the Ravens this weekend. The game's in Arrowhead. There's a few other things that they need the Broncos to lose, need the Colts to lose, all, all that kind of stuff. So that that's kind of stuff that we'll start to look at, you know, as the weekend approaches. But for now, I mean, listen, a huge win. Um, obviously, the Jaguars are down, but they're just it really is it's the worst group of of people in the league and so it's just so much fun <laughs> to get a win over them there's just so much so much talking and running their mouths and to be able to now have four straight against them um and you know we don't know what they're going to look like next year because they got a lot of cap issues and that kind of stuff that they're going to have to worry about but i don't know man just just always always really fun to get a win against them regardless of kind of what state they're in yeah and like you're saying now you got to look ahead to what's what's going to happen for the titans you know you got to go beat uh, a Giants team that, that, quite frankly, isn't very good. Uh, Manning has not played at a high level. Uh, and, and then you look at Washington, they're down to Mark Sanchez. Those are two really winnable games. You know, you said it. They're going to they're gonna rip off four in a row here and suck us back in. And, and here we are. Uh, but, again, 
we can't get ahead of ourselves because they almost lost to the Jets last week. So you got to take it one game at a time uh, and kind of beat who you're supposed to beat. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's really hard not to look ahead to Week 17. Andrew Luck coming to town. Um, can you imagine that game, playoffs on the line, having to be Andrew Luck for the very first time? Yeah, that's that's going to be something. But, yeah, if you look at the others, so the Tigers are now 7-6 with this win. But the Dolphins are 6-6, the Ravens are 7-5, and the Broncos are 6-6, six and six, and the Colts are 6-6. Six and six. So, you know, obviously you've got three of those four teams the Titans lost to. Um, so, obviously, we won't win the tiebreaker against the, any of those. And then the Broncos, I mean, I, I think they're going to fall off with, with, with the injuries and stuff that they've had. Um, but so I, if you're you're watching games on Sunday, that's the, those are the teams that you're, you know, rooting against. Um, because, again, I, I just think that you you, you got to be the only 10-6 and six team. And, um, you, you know, I, I think the Ravens still have the Chargers and the Chiefs left. So, um, you, two good chances at least to lose games. I can't remember who the other two games against, but it's it, not against games, not teams they're probably going to lose to. So, anyway, um, that'll, that'll do it for tonight. Again, always fun to be the Jaguars. Um, you know, always fun for their, their fans to go back in their holes for at least, you know, another uh, close to a year um, before we face them at whatever point next season. So, um, good, good on that. We have a lot more on this game. You see miracles dot com, um, so you can check it out there. Uh, we'll be you know recapping all that stuff tomorrow, and then we'll have plenty of information for you over the weekend about what games to watch and, and who you'll be cheering for and all that kind of stuff. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jay Morris MCM. Terry's at T Lambert FB. Uh, you can follow the podcast account at Locked On Titans, and again subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked On Titans for Terry. This is Jimmy. Same thanks for listening to Locked On Titans, and we will talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NBA team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.